Welcome to the weekly podcast, recorded live at Glory City Church, Brisbane. We hope you are blessed by this week's sermon. Fabulous, our wonderful Jesus. I was traveling from um, Brisbane to Darwin on Tuesday. And since I've been young, I have had a little bit of a tendency in the past my friends would tell you, and Tom would definitely tell you, my mother would tell you, that I've had a tendency to be a little bit absent-minded. My dear father would tell me, uh, ever since I was like two years old, that she's away with the fairies, but not really. I just have other things to think about and um, tend to not have a great attachment to everything that I have. So I lost my computer somewhere between Brisbane and Darwin. Pretty sure I knew where I left it. I think I left it at the airport. So on arriving in Darwin, I realized, I have like a nearly completed audio book on that computer. I have another nearly completed manuscript on that computer. It's a two and a half thousand dollar computer. And so Tom was ringing and everyone was ringing, ringing all the places that it should be. And they said, well, if it had been left, it would have been logged and it would have gone to this place. So we ring that place, no record of it. Ring that place, no, there's no record of it. Next day, ring that place, ring that place, ring all the places, no record. And I was getting a little bit concerned. I I might have told David and Meg and Daniel and everybody, can you please pray, please agree with me that I have my computer. But I was feeling a little bit concerned about it. Thank you for your prayers. But by Sunday, I just, you know, it had been quite a few days and there was no record of this thing. And I was starting to start to think, oh, maybe it was just stolen. And then I thought, no, 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 I'm going to declare. I have my computer back. I have my computer back. My computer's been returned to me. And then I did a happy dance. Because the Bible says, sing, O barren, you who've not born. As in, get happy about what you haven't yet got, because you know God has promised it to you. How do I know that God has promised that to me? He gives his angels charge over me to guard me in all his ways. I know he looks after me. I know that he didn't come to steal or kill or destroy, but he came to give life and life more abundant. I know he knows the desires of my heart that I have my computer back. So thank you, God, I have my computer. Thank you, Jesus, for my computer. Thank you, Jesus. So I began to celebrate. I actually did it in front of the entire Darwin church. Hallelujah. Then on Monday, as I I came back to Brisbane, I went again and I asked at all the places it should be and they said, no, no. And if it was gonna be anywhere, it'd be here, but no, there's no record of it. They said, oh, I mean, if it was left in the airport somewhere else, maybe it could have been given in, someone might've given it in at the visitor's center. But if you left it where you think you left it, it, it wouldn't be there. So I went over to the visitor's center and sure enough, They went and had a look and they said, yes, we have your computer, here it is. With a note saying it had been found where I thought I'd left it and it was in a place where I wouldn't have found it otherwise. 
And you know, you that might not be a miracle to you, but to me, I was like, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus. And it's so important that we remember these things that the Lord does for us. It tells us here in Psalm 37, verse three, trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Delight yourself also in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord, trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. Hallelujah. Trust in the Lord and do good. Feed on his faithfulness. You know, I, I've got to be consciously aware of what I feed on. Because what we feed on mentally, what the self-talk that goes on in our head, the, the, the science tells us that for most people, 80% of your self-talk is negative. 80% of what you think about is negative. But the Bible says, take captive every thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of Christ, cast it down. He says, set your minds on things above, things that are pure and lovely of a good report. And he tells us, feed on his faithfulness. That is to remember the good things that he's done. He doesn't want us to be remembering the bad things we've done. He doesn't want us to be living with regrets because he tells us that we have the mind of Christ. And you know, the scripture is really clear that when we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness and that he keeps no record. In fact, he will recall our sins no more is what the, the Bible tells us. That no more, not to be dredged up one day, no more. As far as the east is from the west, he has taken it all away from us and he doesn't even recall it, doesn't remember it. So we haven't got the right to be remembering the regrets, remembering the things, because what they do is they contribute to the dark clouds that try to oppress you and discourage you. As you start to dare to start to rejoice, the dark clouds thunder at you and they say, hey, but haven't you got regret about that? Aren't you an idiot? Why would you do that? Look what you did. Look at the impact on the people. Rawr, rawr, rawr. Anybody ever heard that thundering? From the voices of regret, the voices of condemnation. God's heart is that we would take them captive because they're exalting themselves against the knowledge of Christ. The knowledge of Christ is that thank you, Jesus, he has forgiven us. He's taken it from us. We no longer have to pay for it. He, our wonderful Savior, was punished so that we could be free from sin and shame and guilt and condemnation. And that even if our hearts condemn us, he's greater than our hearts. Hallelujah. Wonderful Jesus. And so we need to feed on, our, on his faithfulness. I heard David Ridley, uh, one of the, past, the pastor up at um, Darwin Gory City Church. And he, he got up just one morning before I got up to share and he challenged the people. He said, you know, we like to play Catherine's game, which is what he calls it. 
And that in, in my game that I like to do is I like to call things that be not as though they are. They're making declarations. Because just like my computer, I have my computer when I don't have my computer. It's so powerful. And we have what we say. The Bible tells us in the book of Proverbs that death and life is in the power of the tongue. And so we have, we play this game. But he said, I, I want to play a new game today. He said, I want to play a game of I remember when. Because he was saying that he was asked recently by his father just to recount some of the good things, the faithful things that God had done. And he said, he actually struggled to pinpoint some specifics. And he realized, though God had done so many amazing things in his life, at, the, at a moment's notice, he struggled to actually pull them out and speak them. So he decided to put on his phone a, a list of, I remember when. And he challenged everybody to write five, I remember whens and start to put a list on their phone so that when they were feeling discouraged, they could feed on the faithfulness of God. You know, I have I remember when journals from when I was just 12 years old. Little journals, and they, they may not in other people's eyes be big miracles, but to me they were significant moments of my history with God that I still have now. I remember, and I would, I would write in my journal, tonight at youth group, they sang a chorus that I know God spoke to me through. And I'd write out the words of the song. That, and I read that scripture this week, and they sang it this Saturday, and it, God spoke to me. And I would reread that. I, would, I had the I remember when's in the back of my journal. And it was the most visited part of my journal because I would so regularly go back and just look at, that's right, I remember God. I remember, I remember when the pastor called me out and he spoke these words over me. And you know, as we are intentional to remember these things, we can encourage ourselves to have faith for the next things that God wants to do. You know, David, when he was faced with Goliath, he did the I remember when game. He said, I remember God, he delivered me from the lion. It came to attack the sheep and he empowered me to take that lion out and kill it. I remember when the bear came to try to kill the sheep and God gave me power to take the bear out and kill it. And this Philistine will be just the same because he's an uncircumcised Philistine coming against the armies of the living God. He knew the will of God was, of course, to deliver his sheep just as he'd given him power to deliver the natural sheep. You know, faith begins where the will of God is known, F.F. Bosworth used to say. We can know the will of God when it comes to so many things just by knowing the character of God. Does God want to deliver you from evil? Well, the Bible tells you very clearly that this, for this very purpose was the Son of God manifest, to destroy the works of the evil one. 
So if the works of the evil one are attacking you, then it is absolutely the will of God to deliver you. Hallelujah. So you can encourage yourself by saying, I remember when. What are your I remember whens? I remember when I broke my arm as a 14-year-old and the bones, I was on, my, on a trampoline warming up for my very first state titles. And in the warm-up, we had spotters all around the trampoline. I came round and I overbalanced. I was going to land on my stomach, but I just overbalanced, put my arm out to stop me. And I broke my arm so badly that the two main bones came out of the skin and blood went everywhere. <laughs> it was really bad. Sorry to be so graphic. And it was really bad. And actually, the spotters who are supposed to be there in case something goes wrong, they just threw up. <laughs> so it wasn't really great. Um, and I had to have operations, series of operation after operation, pins put in. And, and um, as the arm was healing, the specialist um, told me that my thumb um, it no longer moved. I could no longer make it move. I could push it down, but I couldn't make it move. And he said, you know, during the injury, um, a nerve was severed to your thumb, so it, and that's why you can't move your thumb. He said, but you should be glad that there hasn't been anything worse. And I couldn't turn my hand very well. And um, so one night at church, we were at, um, in a big meeting, and an American man by the name of Ralph Wilkerson came to church. He administered with Catherine Coleman. And I didn't know, except that he was an American. I'd done a letterbox drop to encourage people to come because I was very zealous for Jesus. But in the meeting, he said, Put your hand on the part of your body that needs healing. And I put my hand on my thumb, and he said, And he just prayed. And then he said, Now do something you couldn't do before. And I went, Mom, look. I, I went back to the specialist, and he was a Christian. He said, that's a miracle. I remember. I remember. So that when the next time I have an affliction come against my body, I'll think, well, I was told I'll just have to live with that. But I remember when God healed me, and he's going to do it again now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I remember when God opened the very first deaf ear. Oh, and I remember when he opened that deaf ear. And I remember when I heard the testimony of that one's blind eye opening. I remember when, I remember when that one testified to their healing of a tumor disappearing. I remember when, just the other week, the man testified about being healed of HIV. Hallelujah. I remember when I was so worried about how it was going to happen and I started declaring the goodness of God going to war with the promises over, over my life and he opened the door for me to preach my first message. I remember when I was pregnant with my first child and they told me halfway through the pregnancy that there was something wrong with her heart and I remember that God had shown me a verse that morning before I left about being afraid of nothing 
And I remember him speaking to me in the car ride on the way home after the doctor had talked to me. And I remember faith rising in my heart because he had spoken to me through his word that morning. And I remember declaring, she's fine, she's healthy. And I remember her being born completely fine and completely healthy. What do you remember? Because your ability to remember and feed on the faithfulness of God will impact your ability to run with confidence and faith. God doesn't expect you to have faith in someone you don't know. He wants you to remember his character, his nature, his goodness. Do you not fall in love with people in your life that you begin to talk to others about when you start to talk about the goodness and the good things that have happened through their lives? And I start talking, if I'm away from Tom for more than, you know, a very short time, my messages start to get full of Tom. He comes out in all of the messages, but the more I talk about him, the more my eyes just shine. I think, oh, yes, that's right. Because I remember. I remember what he did. I remember. You know, that's the heart of God. He wants to help you fall in love again and again and again as you feed on his faithfulness. I remember when I felt like I hadn't ever seen any major miracles in the West, yet I was contending and believing for his goodness. And I remember watching Catherine Coleman videos and crying as I'd see the miracles and the testimonies. I remember when I hadn't yet seen any miracles, but God would speak to me and encourage me and give me visions. And I remember when I wasn't um, seeing all the things that I'm seeing today, I remember having the promises of God given to me. And I remember his fellowship as he encouraged me to believe it, to see it in the spirit and to declare it. You know, it's so important that we are vigilant to develop a lifestyle of thanksgiving. We enter his gates with thanksgiving in our hearts. But it's very easy to let the dark clouds hang around. God came that we might have light and, light and life. And his desire, as we come into his presence, he says, in his light, we see light. So he wants us to approach him. But sometimes we struggle to approach him because of the heaviness that we're feeling. And so we think, I need to, I need to be with God, but I, I feel I'm struggling even to do that. Well, the way out of that is to start to deliberately feed on his faithfulness. I remember when, I remember when God put me in that church and he, he spoke to me. I remember when week after week I was being fed good stuff, hallelujah. I remember, and as you remind yourself, as you stir yourself up to remember specifically, Thanksgiving starts to rise in your heart and you remember that's right. He really, really, really does love me. And faith works by love. The more I remember, yeah. And I don't just remember 
the big miracles. I remember the intimate times as I've walked and talked with him and I've wept with him and I've felt him put his arm around me. I remember when I've been praying in my bedroom, looking out the window and him showing me visions to meet my very concern. I remember the times when I've been like, please God, give me a word. And he's spoken so clearly through the scripture and I've written it out in my journal. You know, these things are not little moments that are just nice for a moment, but they are food that you can eat and eat and eat and eat. It's, it's miraculous. You don't just eat it once, you can have it again. I had a music professor and he was trying to explain the importance, you know, why good, great composers would use the same motif over and over and over again in different ways. And he called it the cream bun theory. That if you've had something good, have it again and again and again and again and again. In the same way, God wants us to have the memory of his goodness again and again and again and again and again. The other night we were all having family dinner and we just went round the circle and did the I remember whens. And you know what? As other people told their I remember whens, everybody else got so much joy. They learned something new. They got to celebrate. They got to, you'd hear the, oh, wow. Oh, that's so cool. You know, your I remember whens will be an inspiration to others, will encourage others. The power of your testimony is the, um, is the power of God to see overcoming and victory. They overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. This is what the Lord did for me. People, they can argue theology, but they can't argue your personal testimony. They can try. But it, it speaks on another level because it's personal. It's personal to me. I want to encourage you to open your phone and start an I Remember When list. I remember when, and not just, it was interesting as we began to do it. It was interesting. I remember when, you know, God's, God spoke to me through the word, but I, I wasn't remembering exactly what he said. And in the beginning, it was actually, it was difficult to pull out the specifics. And I think I have to go and read my books again. I have a whole lot of documented testimonies in there. But you know, my life so full of the goodness and the faithfulness of God, yet in a difficult moment, it's like, where are they? The enemy doesn't want you to remember. So you need to be vigilant to write it down, put it in a place where you can have a record that you go to and you remind yourself, aha, yes, I remember, I remember. And I thank you, God. And when you see it, you can see it again and again and again and again. Hallelujah. He is so faithful. And it's these sort of stories that we need to be telling our family. It's these sort of stories that our children need to hear about. 
God told the Israelites to build a monument to the miracles that he did, like the miracle of crossing the Jordan. Make a monument, and every time you go past it with your kids, tell them the story. Basically, they were playing the game. I remember when, that's right, I'm triggered by that pile of rocks there. I remember, I remember when we were stuck on one side of the Jordan and we had a promise that we would get to the other side and it was impossible to cross and God just parted the waters for us. Why, why tell the kids who, has, who weren't there to see it? Because it would release faith in their hearts for God to do it again for them, for God to do the miraculous, the impossible for them. What do you remember? God's heart for you is not to forget, but to remember all the kind things that he said to you, all the good things that he's done, all the breakthroughs. I was with my girls this week and we were talking and um, hearing a story of how uh, Trevor and Meredy had, had almost had an accident in America. And I began to talk to them and say, I, you know, I wonder what it will be like when I get to heaven. I wonder if we'll get to see the videos of all the times that I could have died and God sent angels just to jump in and surround me and protect me. Oh, won't that be wonderful? I mean, I got up in the middle of the night. I, we were camping last week, weren't we, Meg? Yeah, Jesus, thank you, Jesus. Yes, miracles do happen, says Tom. I remember getting up in the middle of the night to try to find my way to the bathroom in the dark and a big stick, low-hanging branch that could so easily have just taken my eye out as I'm stumbling out in the dark, just brushed past my head instead. You might think, well, that's nothing. But you know what? To me, that was God sending an angel going, quick, just move it out of the way. I wonder, but you know, as we start to develop an attitude of gratitude, a deliberate lifestyle of thanksgiving, of I remember when, it, rem it builds in us a deeper revelation of the very nature and character of God. And it helps us see everything we go through as, as, wow, I know he's here with me. And it builds in us a holy optimism that God will break through for me. Now, God's heart for you is to stir yourself up because he has greater breakthroughs yet for you, for your family, for your children, for your grandchildren, and your testimony can be the key to their breakthrough. People are longing to hear the stories. If 80% of their self-talk is negative and they meet someone who is overflowing and bubbling over with good, joyous news of how good God is, talking all the time about His faithfulness and the kind things that He does, they're going to want to know your Jesus. And they're going to want to be around you. God wants you to be the light of the world. So we don't want to be walking around in the mud and the muck and overwhelmed with all the troubles and the distractions. But instead, 
cast our cares on him because he cares for us to throw off the heaviness and put on the garment of praise. The way we put it on is to say, I'm not going to dwell on all the stuff that's trying to get my attention. Instead, I'm going to feed on the faithfulness of God. I'm going to enter his gates with thanksgiving in my, in my heart. Hey, Saul, why are you downcast within me? Hey, let's talk about his faithfulness. I remember when. I remember when. Open my book. <gasps> I remember when you did that, Jesus. I remember. And, you know, I believe that the heart of God is to pick you up, to be your glory and the lifter of your head and help you look at his smiling face that says, greater things are yet to come. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, we say thank you. You're so kind. You're so kind, God. He wants to do exceedingly abundantly above. Now, I shared at the beginning this vision of sculpting a city. I do not feel qualified to create a city. But you know what? When Jeremiah was first commissioned as an apostle, not an apostle, as a prophet, the Lord says to him, hey, Jeremiah, let's have a look. What do you see? He goes, oh, oh I see a branch with, an, with almonds. He goes, Excellent, you've seen well. Okay, now go prophesy to the city. <laughs> Don't worry about being young, just go. It's like, what? Bit soon. Like, can we just do a bit more of the practice? That's how I feel like God is. We feel so unqualified. Yeah, he's like, hey, you're my man, you're my woman on the field. Okay, let's go do this. God, haven't you got someone better? Yes, no, as I am, so are you in this world. You, what do you think you're created for? Start seeing this city as I've, I'm, I'm putting in your heart to see it. Start creating it with your words. I don't know about you, but I have to keep telling my heart and my head to go, hey, I'm not going to come into agreement with how I feel about myself, but I'm going to deliberately agree with you and say, yes, God, you have anointed me and, qual and qualified me to see like you see, to speak like you see, and my, to speak like you speak, and to use my words to create what you want to see established on the earth, that you are so much bigger than me and my life. You have desire for us to be the light of the world and to bring uh, the glory of the Lord so that it would cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. God has so much more for you. And it will begin as you start to remember what he has done because he wants to propel you into the new things that he's going to do. Amen. Hallelujah. Wonderful Jesus. Well, we're going to pray for a few people in just a minute. But I would love you to start a list. And I remember when. And I'd love you to be able to play it with each other. You know, as you're in the car, sitting down for dinner. Hey, let's do this thing. Let's play a game. I remember when. And let the thankfulness of God begin to rise in your hearts. You know, we're going to pray for a few people. And I'm so stirred to pray because I know God has got...
glorious plans. He is a faithful, faithful God. And, and as I've been stirring myself up, remembering, I'm remembering, wow, you want to do so much more. But if you're here tonight and you know in your heart you haven't got a relationship with God, above anything else, this is what he wants for your life. He wants to be there for you, to, to let you have an assurance in your heart that you are forgiven and that you are saved. Now, Jesus, the Savior, offers anyone who will believe on him, he offers them salvation, but it requires a response in our hearts that say, I need it, God, and I believe you can give me salvation. That it's not something that I can earn, but it's something that I can receive from you who is God. The God who came and walked the earth and was sinless and died and rose again. I believe Jesus, you are the Son of God and that right now you offer me eternal life, it, which is freedom from sin, freedom from lies, freedom from shame, freedom from the stain of my past and that you offer me eternal life with you so that I don't have to be afraid. Righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. If that's you tonight and you know in your heart you need to get your life right with God, I just want to make this opportunity before we go on and pray for people tonight. He so longs for you to have supernatural peace that knows that if I were to die tonight, I would be with him and I wouldn't be facing judgment, but I'd be facing eternity with this one who loves me and who doesn't even recall my past sins. The Bible tells us that when you believe in God, you, for you, you don't have to have fear on the day of judgment. You can have boldness because you become like him. As he is, so are we in this world. He is without sin, without stain, without spot. And he says, this is what I give you, a new heart, a new life. If that's you tonight and you say, yes, I want to receive Jesus as my saviour, let me just see a hand. I want to pray for you. Is anyone here tonight that says, yeah, that's me? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for joining us. If you would like to partner with us in spreading the gospel to the nations, you can do so via our website, www.glorycitychurch.com.au. We would love to hear from you. If you have a prayer need, please send us an email at info at glorycitychurch.com.au. We would also love to hear your testimonies. You can email these praise reports to info at glorycitychurch.com.au. God bless.